0: If you don't have these soft skill interactions with people, you are never going to be a whole person. And that's what I care about at the end of the day. And this is why I have this podcast. This is why I have my friends. This is why I I share stories in dreams with people to learn about myself through these people interactions. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the What Do You Dream podcast. I'm Nick without Christy, and today we're going to go in a different direction, as it always seems to be when I am all by my lonesome. So today I'm going to be talking about something that has been a little bit on the contemporary side, and that is deepfakes, AI chats, or just any AI AI programs, particularly chat GPT, and I will be interconnecting it with how, like, dreams, our interpersonalness, and connectivity, so yeah, let's just see where this goes, um, and bear with me as we give this a crack. So, lately there has been a bigger focus around deepfakes, particularly deepfake pornography, so you've got uh for those that don't understand what deep fakes are essentially it's uh, AI programming where they use like hun- like let's just say hundreds of hours of data and video for someone and they can essentially use that to put that face onto anybody so in some cases you've got individuals who are uh what do you I don't know, just pick a YouTube... I was going to pick a random streamer. Um, And for our audience who probably don't know, <laughs> it's called, uh, say, Pokimane. She's a big big streamer, very popular. And so say that people would take her face and put it onto some uh adult situations. Let's just say that. So right now there's a bit of a debate around the efficacy and the uh, morality and ethics around deepfakes. So, I thought it'd be a good opportunity to discuss it on the platform since it is a contemporary issue, but also linking it to the impacts it has with our interpersonal connectivity, and also maybe discussing how ChatPT links into that, and also looping in how, you know, dreams are that kind of modality that we can use to explore these interpersonal connections. So, deep fakes. I have seen them. They are usually so. for Some people who are, are active on YouTube, you would have seen some videos. I think there's a recent one where you've got Jerry Seinfeld being uh, put onto. I think it's the uh, scene in um, Pulp Fiction, and it is fantastic. Like it looks amazing. So, and it it's all fun and games. You know, Jerry Seinfeld gets shot in it, which is you know, it, if anyone who's seen the movie, it's really crack up. But the problem is, is that we're getting into a territory where, and of course, this is where it always ends up going down, where you've got people who go, oh, yeah, there's a technology. How does this relate to pornography? Or how is pornography going to use this? So we're having some people who say that, okay, this is how it is. This is what it is like to be part of the fame area. If you're famous, this is just how it is. Suck it up. This is part of the job, which I don't agree with because of essentially it's that like, I don't know, use, I always like to use the whole thing of like, well, how would you feel if you're like a loved one, this happened to a loved one, regardless of if they were famous or not, you know, you wouldn't want to see your mum. Unless you hate your mum, then that's a different thing. But think of someone you love, but it's like, think of your mum appearing in really explicit content that everyone gets to see. You know, that's awful. But, you know, people... And I think this is part of the big... This is part of the problem that is the internet. While I can appreciate how big the internet is for, like... I mean, crikey, even having this bloody podcast and being able to broadcast all over the world and have people listen to me, like, that's amazing. Having all these different opinions and having all these different thoughts is great. But part of the problem is how quick things spread. And that's part of where we're getting into this problem. So say, like, you know... I mean, it's a classic TV trope to a period of time where, oh, you know, this female character did some lewd images in a magazine. Uh, Yeah, who bloody reads magazines anymore? And it's like, oh, okay, you maybe had a period of time, but it had nowhere near the amount of it. And you only, and it was only existed for the amount of uh, magazines that were printed, right? But then now, you do one thing up there, it's up there forever. And that's horrifying. And so, now I'm going to relate this back to Dreams. So, how I interpret dream... How the purpose of this podcast is essentially we shit talk, right? There's nothing else to it. But we share our dreams. And I've always said this, every ever since the beginning, that dreams are a way for us to share vulnerabilities within ourselves, with others around us, and learn from each other. Now... And I think that's a piece. So that core piece is kind of getting lost, where the mind is an amazing, powerful thing. And I think essentially what dreams are is this kind of ultimate version of these deep fakes, and that you can explore all these different elements. But the problem is, is that I think when we're coming back to deepfakes, it's that it's being more maladaptive. Let me explain. So essentially... Let's say, oh, it's a big, okay, so it's a bigger, bigger issue. So especially when it comes to online content creation, we uh, live in a unique period of time where people who are famous have a direct connection to their audience, which perpetuates their fame. So uh, I think it's called, they're called parasocial relationships. So, you know, if you listen to enough like how we develop relationships with people um is based on frequency, and in a sense, it sounds really fucked up, but yeah, it's like it's this frequency we have. The more frequently we meet someone and talk to someone and share more open things about ourselves, the better bond we have with that person, which you know I know that that sounds makes sense, but when you have these meth these ways of getting uh, it's essentially a one-way relationship. You're getting all this experience of this other person's life that you're having this um, connection with and you're consuming hours of content. And if you think about hours and hours and hours, if you spend enough time with someone, if you like them, you're going to really like them. And I think, and it's, I always end up, I always, when I, <laughs> when I have the reins free, I always like to twist it in a different path in that the impact it ends up having on young men, because I think currently, I think both young men and young women are having problems. But I think especially when it comes to young men, they're having problems with developing relationships, having these intimate conversations, having ha, having intimate relationships where they can explore these more complex feelings. But when you have, if we look at YouTube, it's mainly men who are watching it. If you if if you have these young men who are consuming this content in a parasocial way in which they are only focused on one aspect in that like oh yeah this is this is cool i'm getting all my needs met so i don't need to have a relationship you know not that the, not that anyone says that but you end up going into elements in which people go or I can never get a woman. I can never get a partner. I can never get this what y- this X Y Z. But the problem is, it's like relationships, are like skills. And I'm not just saying romantically. I'm saying all aspects of life. If you don't have friends, if you don't have co-workers, if you don't have oh, then now we're going to if then romantic relationships. If you don't have all these different aspects to practice, then you're never gonna be really good at it. It's just like dream- It's just like again. This is what I've always. I'm just going to keep bringing this up. So when it comes to dreams and discussing dreams, it's all about our waking state and our sleeping state. You know, in the waking state, we deal with things in the moment, and then we can reflect on stuff in our sleep state and process things more effectively. And if you if you listen to any part of the show, you know that a lot of what we do is interpreting interpersonal behaviors, or you know, having the affect what the affect is of that person is relative to their life so you know this is really connected in that way so going back to the deep fake element of it all if you're having this kind of social this parasocial, parasocial relationship and then it becomes sexual especially with men if they can get that visual release it's great (laughs) like that it's great (laughs) speaking from experience um but no it's like and it loops into another bigger issue i think that is part of the internet that is on top of part of the internet on top of um problems with young men is pornography addiction so if you're having young men who are able to participate in this parasocial relationship And get their rocks off by, you know, jerking the gherkin into their favorite YouTube or Twitch or whatever star it is. We're starting a problem. And this is where... I I like to... Look, I talk out of my ass a ton. I'm not going to pretend that. But when it comes to... I try and be as research-based as possible in my day-to-day life. Especially if I get called out on something, I will... Generally, want to go and research it, or get a friend. We'll research it together. Yeah, I'm, I am that. I am that much of a nerd, and then we'll go. We will do a deep dive, and like, and and right now there isn't a lot of research in the impact of AI-generated porn on the young adolescent brain. But there is research around that, around like addiction and pornography in that regard, and its a problem with, um, you know, the de- dopaminergic serotonin um, generation also, its it links to sexual impotency, problems with managing relationships, as with a lot of addictions, but I- I- I'm more like it's that extra bit where the impact that power of social relationships have to social development hey any psychologists out there there you go that's a free one you can have that uh, <laughs> but yeah so and i think this is where things start to get a bit funny because now we're having people saying well hey you can you're a you're a content creator you should be able to do this like this is part of the world it's like no it's not it's not part of your world unless you're explicitly into adult entertainment which i have no problem with if you are into adult entertainment, then sure. If you're, if you sign a waiver and say, "I give my likeness to be able to be used whenever," then that's fine. But it comes back down to consent. You don't consent to be have your likeness put into all these disgusting situations, right? And now I'm gonna go on a bit of a tangent. In that, let's think about revenge pornography so and eh, just bear with me on this one so i gotta rem- I, I don't remember the paper but there was a statistic where essentially you know what i might i might do a bit of a google on that um but there there was a study about revenge porn in that how people reacted to it um so let me think about this. So essentially I'm gonna paraphrase this and basically it's how revenge porn really messes up an individual psyche. So essentially it's this not it this non consensual consensual part of say someone so say if you're having a relationship with somebody and you know you share some nudie pictures and that's fine. Everyone has the right to do that, especially with in a loving relationship. But the problem is, is that when it gets shared on the internet, that's when it becomes a non the non consensual aspect of it. But the the top level of it was was that a significant portion of the population of those that that experienced this had higher higher rates of suicidal ideation and and that's even for those who weren't had 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 no mental health issues right so let's let's consider that for a moment like these are people who have had their what's the word they've had their um privacy um violated and now they want to kill themselves, and that's horrifying. I fucking hate, and that's part, of, and that's the part that's really upsetting is that you've got these individuals who trusted somebody, and then it got sent out, and really, at the end of the day, so let's just, so I'm using that as the closest and the closest like for like thing out there, and looking, and yeah, the closest like for like thing out there, so if you have a multitude of content that's being produced of you that you never consented to that's doing horrible things, you're going to feel like fucking shit, right? Like, that's just the real, that's the real part of it, is that of course you're going to feel like crap. And if you're going to have this constantly happening, then goddamn, I don't, yeah, of course you're going to want to kill yourself, and that's awful. Like, I don't think anyone should. No one should be able to get to that point. Now, and, and again, it ends up coming back to people who are making these comments. And I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say, anecdotally, it's probably it's usually men who say this kind of stuff. And I and anyone who's listened to me for any period of time know that I am very much a I have a very soft spot around men's mental health, and this is why I'm talking about this right now. So you've got a lot of young men and men in general are kind of shitting on these female content creators saying like, well, this is what you get for being hot. Essentially. I'm, I'm butchering the main reasoning, but this, it stem. It ends up going back to what I was saying before. If you're having men who are having these weird relation, power relationships, or who are using their outlet to using porn as an outlet because they don't know how to act, Interact with people out like outside, touching grass. On top of all, so the the modern world has created a lot of barriers for men and women. I'm not going to say just men, but then you've also got on top of this a whole a traditional structure, not tr- a traditional way of thinking. I think that's better because I fucking hate when it comes to pa- patriarchy and shit. But it's a traditional structure of how men process feelings, right? Suck it up, be a man, all that jazz, which I think is a load of bullshit, right? But you have the suck it up, be a man, don't process your shit, and then we have this outlet for all mismatched this, that, and the others on the internet, of course you're going to have people who don't have normal ideas of how the world should work. Or oh, people who don't have empathy. And I think that's the main part. We're coming back to this whole thing of people who shit on these people don't have empathy. If you had your grandma had your her likeness being sent around, you would be horrified. She would be horrified. And I think a lot of people are so quick, especially on the internet, are so quick to judge. It's all this act and th- act this, 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 bit, 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 bit. That's why I stay away from Twitter. That shit's a bloody cesspool. But it's this element of... It's this element of empathy that I think is kind of lost in this discussion. And I'm looping back to dreams here, because I'm very cognizant that you did not sign up for a podcast on understanding um, AI. But I think going back to dreams, it's this whole element of... So I think empathy is one of those things that you end up learning. You should learn from a young age of trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes and the amount of times you have dreams of people being someone else feeling something else doing something else doing all these weird different things it's giving it's your brain trying to rack its head rack its head around like what is it like to be in different situations what is it like to put yourself in other people's shoes and i think that's where this is what like i mean for me i can only speak for myself in this regard why I've developed a strong friendship with Christy or my other friends that I've discussed this off the podcast with. Like, I have had, I have met strangers, in fact. I have met strangers, um, be it out um, socially or at work, where I've noted, hey, I, I do a podcast that does dream analysis. And they go, oh, can you interpret this dream for me? And I, I'm usually, I'm very thankful for that. I'm always very thankful mainly because they're giving me an insight into their lives. And I think that's where a lot of a lot of relationships I think that's why we have a lot of superficial relationships at the moment because we don't get to know who they are and where they come from, right? So, I get to have these kind of conversations with people you know, where I think I mentioned how I had that gentleman who was telling me about he was dreaming about his ex. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Tell me more about like your life and what's happening and this, that, and the other. And now we're emailing each other during work. Of course, I'm not emailing outside of work because I only get paid so much. Um I like and now we have a good working relationship. You know? He can talk to me, I can talk to him, because we've we've cut through a lot of bullshit that a lot of people don't deal like that a lot of people just do mindlessly you know and i think that's kind of the at the heart of it all if you can't have if you can't cut through the bullshit and get down to who you are and have that like who are you where do you come from conversation with someone i just don't think you can really never have develop empathy you can never really have deep and meaningful relationships and I think yeah and, and I think that's where the danger comes down to when it comes to these deep fakes is that it it circumvents the drive for intimacy to a you know a quick avenue to get your rocks off. And there's a lot more to it in terms of international relations, po- politics, everything like that. I just wanted to keep it within a specific lane so that I could still keep it within the theme of a show. Now, ChatGPT. So, back, we're still on the AI track, and because I find AI fascinating, I'm not going to lie about that. So, what is ChatGPT? So, ChatGPT is a... got to open it up now, so I actually, like, remember, like, the talking points. Where... So, ChatGPT is an... AI that is created by OpenAI to do a lot of different things. I know I sound completely ignorant. Um, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna quick I'm gonna type in what I'm gonna ask it what is ChatGPT. Let's see what it comes up with. Okay. So here we go. So ChatGPT is a conversational language model developed by OpenAI, capable of generating human-like text responses to uh, to prompts given to it, so you can ask it questions. It uses state-of-the-art deep learning technology based on the transformer architecture to generate text uh, that can often be mistaken for written, that is written by a human. I butchered that. Jesus Christ, no wonder Christy doesn't, doesn't like me reading (laughs) so yeah so that's basically what it is so you can ask your questions and it uses a lot of data from um the internet essentially and it can spit stuff back to you in a conversational way so you can use it you can also use it for scripts You can use it to write scripts for those that are on the engineering side of things. I have a friend who was an engineer, and he asked it to generate a script for I don't know, it was something. I've I've, I'm not an engineer, but like, let's just say a cube in a program, and it didn't work. But it had to tell it it didn't work, and then they worked Then they ended up coming up with a solution, which is great. You can also do things like oh, come up with party ideas or. You can ask it to... So this is where it's coming into some problems. Is people are using it to write, say in the university level, using it to write essays. And since it's got... (laughs) Since it has the breadth of the internet behind it, it can generate some pretty good answers. So... We're at this... And this is... Now, how does this all relate back to Dreams? Well, I asked it to generate a script for the show. It was okay it was short but that's what it is you can ask it to keep on generating um content for it but it's it's not bad it's not bad i think it must have taken that episode that we had with um dr holzinger because i think that's the one that's probably the most um uh, out there on the internet and yeah, it, it had a really good structure to it all, um, but it didn't pick up the co-host thing. It didn't come up with that. It only noticed the host. Let's take that, Christy. I'm obviously more interesting than you are. So yeah, so it, it came up with a very solid script, you know. And I know other there's other content creators out there who were using it for the for the lols and a bit of fun, but it's getting to the position i want to kind of bring it back to the conversation on deepfakes deepfakes and dreams so i think in the best case scenario ai like this is a very useful tool that for brainstorming and coming up with ideas and kind of helping like writer's block maybe or like, no let's say Like, creative writer's block. Not saying specifically for writing, but for anything that people need to kind of push that extra point. You're just like, I can't get this idea. I can't crack this idea. And this is where it can be quite useful, you know? And useful for a variety of other things. So some people... So it's like... So right now, a lot of universities are considering banning it. And banning chat GPT, which I think is fair enough. Now what this is where I get this is where it's becoming a problem in that no, university students high school students so I'm very, I care a lot about education it's one of one of the biggest most important things I find if you I've always been the prominent person for learning and focusing on development and this Used maladaptively, we're coming back to that using being maladaptive can really fuck kids up, and what do I mean by that so I think a lot of a lot of life is trial and error again that's what we do in dreams. we have a safe area where we do a lot of trial and error in a completely safe environment we put ideas that we don't understand in practice we put silly situations in practice we do a lot of things but what chat can do is limit that in that here is the answer give me a response rather than giving a person the opportunity to grapple with ideas to you know put their hand hands in their head and just go i don't understand it and really struggling and i think that's the important thing if you Struggling with concepts you don't understand and you have the right disposition, being able to create or overcome that is amazing. And I think that's kind of part of learning is that, you know, give it a crack. If it doesn't work, why didn't it work? Let's deconstruct that. Let's understand why that didn't work and moving forward from that. But then ChatGPT comes along and there's always been cheats around this. I'm not pretending that this has never happened. You've always been able to have services where you can get someone to write your essay for you, this, that, and the other, but that was a person and that had a bit of a process. That's why you ended up having these... um software oh my gosh i forgot what it was called um but it's like a plagiarism software and it could detect if you say like it came from a bank where someone just like oh, i've done this essay before here you go and all these kind of things but and i think this is part so i'm wanting to go back to when i started uni so i started uni i didn't do too well at the start of uni i was, never failed anything i got uh, This is going to be, it might be alienating for some people. I don't know what it's like outside of Australia. But we use a system of fail, pass, credit, um, distinction, high distinction. So distinction, uh, I, I think it's like 70% or higher. Mm, that's probably wrong. I'm going to say 75%. And that varies from uni to uni. And um, let me look, you know what? I'm going to pull up pull up a thing for this, because I I really need to know what it's like, how it all works. So, this one is, okay, cool. So, according to the Australian, I don't know, aeccglobal.com.au, the general rule of thumb is a fail is a a mark of 49 or below. Fair enough a pass is a 64 to 50 a credit is a 74 to 65 so that's a b for anyone out there who uses that a distinction is an 84 to 75 which is an a and the high distinction is 100 to 85 which is also an a plus so at the start of uni i was in that ba- i was bouncing between passes or season b's because i don't think i was really uh, i think um, i was at an age where i still needed to learn how to think and i was practicing and learning and there was a lot of it was an interesting period of my life but then i ended up at the end of it all going through a bit of a crisis of identity and and ended up having to consider what I wanted to do. And I was studying to be a teacher and I went, no, I don't want to be a teacher anymore. Okay, what do I want to do with my life? So then I ended up picking a degree in, uh, continuing my degree in psychology and adding on commerce, focusing on HR. And so I did a bunch of first year subjects that I was already much older than everyone else because by the end of it all, I was about, oh, geez, 23, 24. Wait, let me do some maths. I've been working for five years. I'm 31. 26. Okay, so I would have been... Oh, yeah, 23. Probably 23. Ah, got there eventually. So I would have been 23. And a lot of these first-year subjects and people are 18. And anyone who's dealt with an 18-year-old would understand they are very different people. And it was really interesting for me to go into these subjects, thank god I look so young, <laughs> yay, being Asian, or half Chinese, yay, and I was able to hide, not hide, I was able to blend in, because a lot of people didn't know I was like 18, and didn't know I wasn't 18, so that was whatever, um, but it was always that fun realization, oh my gosh, you're this old, you know, so, but what I'm getting at is, at that age, I was able to grapple with ideas more. I was able to think for myself and challenge ideas that I had before and challenge ideas that I didn't agree with in a more constructive, constructive way. What universities What universities are meant for? Coming back to ChatGPT, if you had an avenue to do this quickly, yeah, there's always people who are going to use it to cheat, but it's so easy accessible and i think that's part of the problem is that it's so accessible that it can cause these problems so universities are considering getting rid of uh computer-generated work people have to like say do your traditional go in write essays just to circumvent all of this which i don't know i find it, it's a bit of a overreach because i think why do we need to go back with tech to be able to demonstrate knowledge I think it'd probably be bet more beneficial to... Cause also, I think a lot of people, these younger people, don't know how to write with pen and paper as much compared to um, my generation. And I sound like I'm old. But yeah, it's like they do it for exams. But I know exams, especially for the end of year exams. or oh, sorry, end of high school exams. They're considering moving them to computers because of just how we've developed away from handwriting. Which I don't think is a bad or a good thing. It just is. It's like... I'm sure people were upset when quills got replaced with ballpoint pens. I, I know there's a lot more of a jump there, but I'm just saying. Like, there's probably people upset about quills being replaced with pencils and pencils going into pens and all this kind of bullshit. So I don't, I don't subscribe to that. But at the end of the day, I think it's that... At the end of the day, you can't use an AI to supplement genuine human learning moments. And that I mean... Every single moment of your life, you are met with some degree of something different, even something new and something old, right? So we are always learning and changing our ways of thinking, growing and molding our brain to new situations where this is where dreams come in, where dreams help us be able to deal with all these kind of complex ideas and feelings and everything like that. But being a but then supplementing these kind of things, so these conversations, learning from other people, by supplementing that, you're cheating yourself and becoming a genuine person. So what I mean by that is if we have if we eventually outlet a lot of our problems to computers, AI and everything like that, we're not gonna be able to effectively we're not gonna be effective human beings, right? And what is effective being an effective human being? i look this for me i don't i don't know the answer but i'm gonna give my best interpretation of it it's not i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying this is what i'm kind of gathered on my short time of life it's someone at the end of the day who cares for those around them without without detrimenting their own life someone who loves someone who is capable of love empathy emotion and also strength in conviction and action. And really, at the end of the day, they're someone that people around them can lean on in times of crisis. And I think that's a very simple ve- <laughs> a simple and fake response. But at the end of the day, I, I live a life where I want to be the best of me possible. Sometimes that's harder some days. But the only way you can be the best you... Is by say tending your garden, right? If you can tend your garden properly, then bully for you, this is great. But if you need to get robots in and take care of your garden, you're gonna forget how to get rid of the weeds. You're gonna forget to t- take care of the tomatoes, and then you're not gonna be able to visit other people's gardens, right? To then go, hey, I can give you a hand. I can get get my hands hit my hands dirty and get right into it because I remember this problem I had with my tomatoes you know, and this is how it went. But then you're having a generation of people that haven't had that handled experience. And I'm not saying just the experience and, oh, I'm back in my day. No, It's like, if you don't have these soft skill interactions with people, you are never going to be a whole person. And that's what I care about at the end of the day. And this is why I have this podcast. This is why I have my friends. This is why I share stories in dreams with people To learn about myself through these people interactions, right? And at the end of the day, that's all I want. And I think AI is a fantastic tool as a supplement to humanity's life and existence. It can make our lives better, but it can't replace genuine humanness, it can't replace emotion it can't replace creativity. And I think that's the other part is that creativity is to a degree being threatened by this. But at the end of the day, if you, the one thing we have as humans is how randomness and our capability for chaos. And I think that's where we are lucky. I would say that. I'd say we're pretty lucky in that, That hopefully we can always keep ahead of the AI. So yeah, wow. Okay, on that note, I think I'll do, do some dreams, and then I'll wrap it up. Now, and I and I appreciate the irony. All these dreams are on our Facebook. So now, I'm gonna, after all this discussion on AI and tech, uh, this is a perfect segue into letting you know that uh, we. Oh, sorry, I had a bit of gas. <laughs> so this is a perfect segue to say. Hey, follow us on our socials. Follow us at at Podcast. Also, make sure you email us at WhatDoYouDreamPodcast at gmail.com for all your dreams, comments, and everything in between. So, we have a few here. We have Margaret writes, I had a dream Monday night, and I was still with it when I woke up. It was horrendous. My ex-husband was beating the hell into me again. Oh, my God and he's been dead for 22 years. I can't get away from him. Margaret, that is um okay, I I I really need to prep better because sometimes I always get caught off guard and I'm not ready for it. Well, that's all for Margaret number 1. Um I have recently been going through a not a similar situation and I know how hard it can be on the person, not on myself. Um, but i know how hard it can be for the person going through it and especially when it comes to trauma trauma is one of those things where no one ever gets over it right it's like a, it's like a if you get cut and it, the wound heals and a scar it's functional but it's never going to be the same and i think this is where your brain is tr- processing this trauma of this situation and I don't know. I would recommend seeing a psychologist, especially when it comes to situations like this, because I think, um, yeah, uh, it yeah, this is yeah, this is hard. Because I think the brain is really good at a, t- a really good dreams are a really good way of dealing with trauma, as we have learnt from lucid dreaming therapy with um, Dr. Brigitte Holzinger. But sometimes it can also act as a reaffirming thing of reaffirming problems that have happened rather than it being good for you so yeah margaret i'm really sorry um, so make sure you if you do need any support um, look out to those around you and look for um yeah look for some professional help um, damn okay that got heavy okay linda writes i dream that i can jump very high and get to places quickly sometimes though i am running and i can't run very fast and never get to the place where i need to go thank you for that Linda. okay this is more my <laughs> this is more my wheelhouse so jumping high getting to places i have those dreams a lot too because i've always wanted to dunk i am not going to try and i'm about 6263 i don't know I'm, this is my problem and it's like oh why can't you dunk I have bad knees, and I don't want my knees to pop out. So, that translates to wanting to have dreams where I want to jump high and dunk. But the jumping high and getting to places quickly, that's essentially you're freeing yourself from the shackles of the waking state. You know what I mean? You're able to do whatever you want, go wherever you want. No worries at all. But then we have this extra twist on it where you can't run anywhere and you never get to where you go and that's the problem, and that's kind of where... So, have you ever heard the it's like a concept of if you give someone too much choice, they're paralysed for choice? And I think that could be a part of this, is that when you're given absolute freedom, the endless opportunities can paralyze you and stop you from moving forward. So there is also the possibility that you do feel like there's a lot of freedom in life, and you're worried about that freedom especially so maybe you've quit a job and you're not haven't got anything to go to which is fine you've just finished uni you've high school or any other big venture there's that moment of i'm free and then it's like oh no now what (laughs) you know what i mean so i would just say embrace the randomness And the freedom that is life. And I don't think you can ever really go wrong. As long as you don't hurt anybody. I think it's going to be a great. This is a great opportunity for you to grow. And I think I'll leave it there. Because I'm getting tired. And I've had a big day. And and this has been a different kind of conversation. That I'm having with. Having this parasocial relationship with everyone who's listening. But. It's a different, yeah, this is a different kind of conversation that has made me had to think a bit differently to what I normally am used to. So I'm thankful for those who are still listening and I hope you guys enjoyed it. And yeah, so I hope you guys have enjoyed this whole process. Um, I've been Nick. This is the What Do You Dream? podcast. I hope you have a great evening and good night.